Thanks for joining us today and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County from the fun to the serious. We're going to be discussing health related issues that affect people that live, learn, work, worship and play in our county. So once again, thanks for joining us on what is hopefully a beautiful day here in Lima and Allen County. We have a great episode planned for you today. First, we'll be discussing how to maintain your health as the fall and winter, oh goodness, approach. Next, we will also have our guest in today, Mona Lisa Hoffman. She is the program coordinator for SNAP Ed at the OSU Extension office here in Allen County. And then we'll wrap up with our upcoming events in the region as we always do. Yeah, so let's get right to it. We want to talk about maintaining our health as the seasons change. I know it might seem a little early to be talking about the seasons change, but they are upon us. And sometimes it can be really hard to avoid letting our mood and our behavior mirror the seasonal shift. But we don't have to succumb to the steady slide into winter. We can get a really nice head start on those New Year's resolutions by forming new healthy habits right now. So we have really four great tips or ways that we can get you on the right track this fall. The first tip is getting the right amount of sleep. Summer is normally a pretty leisurely time of year for most people. Maybe you're sleeping in a little bit longer or you're staying up later to enjoy the longer hours of light. But as we get into fall, making sure that you are prioritizing sleep along with all the other competing priorities such as school, work, family commitments and other activities. Our hours in the evening are usually gone very quickly, especially as the days get shorter. So many of us sacrifice our sleep in favor of getting other things done or spending more time with people. But we do need to understand that cutting sleep is not really healthy and it really will over time impact your mood, your immune function, your metabolism, your memory, all things that we really need to be successful and healthy humans. So be motivated to get six to eight hours consistently to elude potential downfalls of lack of sleep. For a lot of listeners out there, if you have children, if you're a sports fan, you're starting to now see football games literally Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you got Mac games on Tuesday. If you want to just stay up and watch football games, you can be up till 1130 almost every night of the week watching football alone. And then you're getting up early to get your kids ready for school. That can really create havoc on your health and mental wellness, like Kayla said. So make sure you're getting that sleep. The next tip is to switch out all that pumpkin spice stuff, be it lattes and drinks with actual pumpkin. Because once we pack away those swimsuits and flip-flops, maintaining healthy eating habits can be a real challenge. There are so many comfort foods that kind of start creeping into our diet this time of the year. And really, where would we be without pumpkin spice latte, right? Nowhere. Nowhere. I think people would just not know that it's fall anymore. But let's consider this. This popular calorie-rich beverage, let's just say from Starbucks, 16-ounce pumpkin spice latte contains 380 calories, 14 grams of fat, zero grams of fiber. And if we compare that to just 16 ounces of real pumpkin, which I know is not a straight comparison, but that finds us uh, consuming 98 calories, 0.34 grams of fat, and 5.4 grams of fiber. And various health organizations and health blogs champion consuming pumpkin in many forms. You can consume it raw, pureed, canned, and don't forget the seeds. Pumpkin is a nutrient-rich food that boosts heart health, it improves your vision, and it may even prevent certain types of cancer in men. So find some healthy pumpkin recipes to inspire you this fall in your kitchen and switch out some of that artificial 
pumpkin spice flavoring for some real pumpkin. Your body will thank you for it. Yes, great tip. Great tip. Very interesting in terms of the, way, the difference in those things. But everyone loves a good pumpkin spice latte every now and then. But we really do need to think about, yeah, not drinking all of our calories because it's really challenging to to drink more calories than you actually eat in the day. And it, doesn't, and it doesn't fill you up. No. So you don't realize that you've consumed all those calories. And so when you go to no. eat, you still eat the same amount. So. Exactly, exactly, yes. Drinks of many forms are very detrimental to our, to our health at times in terms of calorie intake. Our third tip, soaking up the sunshine. We still have sunshine. Even as we get to shorter days, there are still ample opportunity to capture some sun and its benefits even in the fall. So on those sunny days, take walks outside. This will help your production of vitamin D, which keeps your bones strong and healthy, promotes weight loss, and serves as an instant mood booster when seasonal affective disorder kicks in, which we all know the mood always declines during the winter months a little bit. So as much vitamin D as we can on those days that have some sun is really a great thing we can do for our mood and also just our overall health. Too little exposure to the sun can increase the risk of developing other cancers like Hodgkin's lymphoma, breast, ovarian, and prostate cancers, among others. So if the sun is not getting out as much as it needs to, you might need to consider other forms of vitamin D, such as a supplement or eating foods that are rich in vitamin D, like fish and orange juice. Mm. You can also invest in a sun therapy lamp during the fall and winter months. Turn it on. Close your eyes for 10 or 15 minutes and you'll be instantly transported back to summer. Mm, that, that sounds nice. <laughs> I, I I hope that uh, yeah my uh, heat lamp um, can bring me back to summer because that would be nice in the dead of winter. Our last tip is to think more actively and think less of exercise because I think it's okay for people to admit running on a treadmill the term exercise isn't really that fun. I think that anyone that's willing to admit that sweating profusely and breathing heavily is a euphoric experience really can't be trusted. So <laughs> there is such a thing as runner's high, biker's high. I've never gotten it and I've tried. So maybe I just need to try harder. However, just like quality sleep and good nutrition, exercise is essential to your overall health and well-being. And many of us can find any excuse that we can to avoid the gym. But who says you have to go to the gym to stay fit, right? I think we just need to think about being active and burning calories just to stay in shape. So I just suggest getting outside, take a long hike instead of a workout, walk or bike to school, volunteer at a local charity and ask for a job that requires the most movement. The West Ohio Food Bank is always looking for volunteers to stuff boxes and it's a great way to give back to the community as well. There's also alternatives to the gym that have been some built-in motivators. Many organizations encourage philanthropic efforts to their employees and outdoor activities that include family and friends are a great way to stay active and be healthy while having fun. You can quickly pick up a habit if you're doing something that you love. So get out there, try a number of physical activities inside, outside, find what you're passionate about and what you love and do something active that you enjoy. So we hope that you get off on the right foot this fall Pick up some healthy habits, maintain the ones that you have, and get a jump start on that New Year's resolution because it's never too early to kind of focus on your health. And now let's welcome today's guest. In studio with us today, we have Mona Lisa Hoffman, who is the program coordinator for the SNAP Ed OSU Extension here in Allen County. Welcome, Mona. I'm glad to be here. Before we get on track about kind of your current role, can you tell us a little bit about your path to this role? And before we got on the air, we learned something about you that I didn't know. So tell us about your career path leading you to this current role. Oh, 
what Kayla's talking about is that I started by going to beauty school and I started in that profession in the 80s when the recession hit and I decided it didn't give me the money that I needed consistently. So I went into nursing homes and worked in the kitchen because I knew how to cook. And I became the supervisor there and I went and got my dietetic degree so that I could learn the diets and things like that and be able to do that part a little bit better. And I was a dietary supervisor, not a dietetic tech or a dietitian, but I did understand that. And so when the job came up for SNAP-Ed, they started the program back in 94, 95, the nutrition education to go along with SNAP. I thought I'd like to be able to do what I do or talk to people before they got into a nursing home to see mm-hmm. if we could stop some of those disease processes. You mentioned SNAP there. Um, I know that's a big part of your work. Could you explain to the folks listening exactly what SNAP is? Okay. It's part of the food assistance program through the USDA, and we're the nutrition education part of that. So it comes out of the farm bill. So we work with those that are getting benefits of some sort for food or that they would be eligible, even if they're not getting benefits, that they would be eligible to get those benefits. At least 50% of who I work with needs to be of that audience so that we can help them learn how to eat better on a low budget. For a lot of folks listening, they might get confused. So SNAP is really what we think of when people talk about food stamps, correct? Correct. Right. So folks that have some food insecurity enter this program and you're providing then education to make sure that they know how to prepare the food, cook the food, and know the nutritional value of what they're putting into their bodies. Is that correct? That's what we're working towards. We want that choice to be the easy choice. Yes which sometimes is very challenging for folks to make when it comes to the education piece. So your role is very important in terms of what those benefits can actually do for them, how they can turn those benefits into nutritious meals, healthy recipes, feeding a family on a budget, those things we talk about all the time here at Activate Allen County. So that's really what your your role is. That's what our role is. In the early years, it was just that we worked with the adults. And then probably about, I'll date myself, maybe Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, they decided that we could start working with children also, kind of like the smoking. Mm -hmm. At first they tried to help with not smoking by working with the adults and they found out that if they worked through their kids, it worked a little bit Mm. better. Yes, It's scary when you don't have enough budget for food. Mm. You wanna just go out and buy what you know your kids will eat or what you know your family's going to eat. So we do what we call polite bites. We'll bring in food when we're doing a lesson and we'll bring in a recipe or something with different foods that they might not have tried so that they can taste them without having to spend their money on those things. But it's just a tasting. We're not a feeding program. We're an education program. Yes. Perfect. So can you give us some more information around those different programs and initiatives you talked about, adults and children? Can you talk more about what you're doing in the community and how those programs are working? Okay, so with children, we can go into the schools or we can do after-school programs. In the summer, we worked with the parks and we would go in and do a little nutrition education, talk about the right portions to eat or what foods are good for us or what foods can we eat anytime. We a lot of times do the anytime and sometimes foods. So you can eat fruits and vegetables anytime and good proteins anytime. But donuts, you might just wanna have, depending on who you are, once a day or once a week. For me, it's once or twice a week, you know? It depends on your personal needs. So we don't tell people, this is what you have to eat. We try to talk to them and say, what things can you change? Because we all know it's hard to change our eating styles just overnight. So it's better to work on one small thing first. What can I change or what can I do? So how do people get signed up for your programs or how do they find out about the good work that you're doing? 
we do a lot of programming, like I said, in after school, because we have to have that 50% in after school, in school programs. I go out to some of the food pantries and do programming. Some of the church-based programs that are out there, I'll go out to um, different feeding programs that there are in the community, which there are quite a few. Could you give us a couple examples of those feeding um, programs? The Christian Corner, Our Daily Bread, I've done programming there before. St. Mark's has a food pantry. There's different ones that have food pantries, and they sometimes allow me to come in and then do programming. I will promote it at the food pantry giveaways and then I will do the programming at their facility. So we come out to the areas that the people are in because that's where they're gonna feel more yes. comfortable yep. coming in. If someone would want to get a hold of me to do a program, I'll give my phone number. The extension offices, you can call the extension office and I don't have that phone number with me, but I'll give my cell phone because that's easier to get a hold of me or text mm -hmm. me and call me just because we're out and about so much. Yes, I mean, you are doing such great work. And I think Josh and I, in terms of Activate, we, the philosophy of we need to change small things. What can we change? How can we make those little small impacts? And also the fact that there's the sometimes and the always foods and things like we're not saying you can never eat this food. You should only eat these foods. That's just not how life works. So it's great that the education kind of lines up with that method of we would encourage you to eat these foods more often. Let's figure out how we can make those more available to your diet. Let's figure out how to make that choice easier for you. How can we do that with education using what's available to you in your home in terms of your equipment and then turning that into healthy meals for your family. So we do really appreciate and value that work in the community. And we know that it's such a high need. Can you talk about your partners? We kind of talked a little bit about who you're working with. Who are your key partners in the community and how are they helping your work? We have over 16 to 20 agencies that we work with. We're a free program and we work with Activate. I work with LACNIP. I work with a lot of the church-based groups. We work with Head Start. We do all the Head Start classrooms and go in and talk to the kids at their level and do a little active play when we're there and some of those sorts of things so that they get it in their mind at a young age. And it's just simple things, you know, the, the sometimes and anytimes foods, things like that. So there's a lot of different agencies that we work with and partner with. We do Cooking Matters, which is a national partnership with Share Our Strength, which some of you may not know what that is, but Share Our Strength is, comes in and does different programming and Cooking Matters. We work as a partnership with them to bring in the Cooking Matters classes, which are a six-week program that you graduate from, and it's cooking skills and learning nutrition and food budgeting. I've heard talk about that program as well, and that's when they get to bring home the groceries as well. So you demonstrate and they cook it with you, they do the education component, and then you're able to provide them groceries to take home with them so they can try that recipe that week at home, is that correct? Correct, and then we talk about it the next week and how would you change it when you were at home? Because you know, maybe they don't like tacos, maybe they decided they wanted a quesadilla with just cheese instead of making tacos. Or maybe they decided on a pizza on the tortillas that they had. So we talk about how you can use different things that you might get, say if you go to a food pantry or the lower cost items that have high nutrition mm. and how they can use that in their daily lives. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing a great job of uh, providing education around uh, diet, nutrition, and overall health. And we really appreciate the work that you are doing in the community, Mona Lisa, through the uh, Ohio State Extension Office and the SNAP Education Program. I'm just curious if there's any particular program or groups that you've worked with in the past that's been your ultimate favorite through your work. What do you like doing the most as part of your day-to-day -day job? The reason I like my job is because it's so different at so many, I, I get to work with so many different ages 
and so many different groups and each one has their own special fun thing that you enjoy just meeting diverse people and at different stages in their life or different difficulties in their life too and so it's just fun seeing all of those things i do enjoy we work on things that are policy systems and environmental changes to make it so that food is easier to acquire so I'm working right now with the Spring Street Garden, and I enjoy that group because they're just a bunch of people that like to be outside and work growing food. And we want to make the neighborhood better so that people might come out and do. We didn't talk much about activity, but, you know, that's part of the nutrition and, and staying healthy is being active every day. So if we get the garden to where people will come out and do different things, the kids will be more active. Plus, they'll learn something. So I do like working with the school-age kids because I'm a lifelong learner. And if I can look at a plant and say, okay, which parts of this plant can you eat? Mm. Or like a potato, what part of the plant is that? You know, that's under the ground. It's part of the root system, kind of, a little tuber on the end of the root. So you've got different parts of the plant that you eat. So that's always interesting that they get a little science out of it, too. And plus, they're active. They're bending over to pick fruit. They're walking around the garden. So it's just nice to be outside and be able to do some of those things. Yes, we definitely agree. We've enjoyed working with the gardens as well. We've been a part of the Spring Street and also the South Jackson. So gardening is such a great physical activity, but also, like you said, an educational component. So having those in our community is really beneficial, again, to both adults and youth and also them working together as family units, which we know is really important to kind of gather people at the same table, getting the same knowledge and bringing that to their home as a unit. And hopefully that sticks a little bit more than just singular education to one person in the household. So how can we stay up to date with you? You mentioned your number. How can we get in touch with you if we want to know more? And is there any other ways we can connect with you? Yeah, and even other partners in the community that might be interested in reaching out and connecting with you from a nonprofit standpoint. Well, my email is hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N dot 236 at O-S-U dot E-D-U. It's a long one. So if you want to use that, you can use that. I prefer using my cell phone because it's just easier to answer. So you can text me or call me at 567-376-0788 if they have any questions, those two things, or they can call the extension office. We've been talking to Mona Lisa Hoffman, the program coordinator for SNAP-Ed, Ohio State Extension Office here in Allen County. Mona Lisa, thank you so much for your time today and telling us all about your program and good luck continuing to improve the health of our community. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you. You've been listening to Activate Your Health and now it's time to talk about upcoming events. There are so many upcoming events in our region in September. This is really the time where things get bonkers with uh, school starting back up. We've got fall sports in full swing. I think you can literally go to any athletic field any night of the week and see some sports event happening. We've also got farmer's markets still taking place here in Lima, Bluffton, Delphes. So make sure you're checking out one of those great farmer's markets before the season is over. We also have lots of events happening in September, the first being the Downtown Lima Art Walk, which is September 8th. That's from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm in Downtown Lima, so you can get more information by following that Downtown Lima Facebook page or giving their office a call. Yeah, and another great event is the Blooms and Bubbly Flower Cut event out at the Garden at J.K. Orchard and Farm. That takes place September 13th from 6 to 7.30, like I said, out at the J.K. Orchard and Farm. I have not been there before, but Kayla, you were telling me that place is pretty cool, so we recommend checking that out and uh, cutting some flowers and enjoying the location out there at J.K. Orchard. 
Also upcoming is Delphus Canal Days and Parade. The annual event will take place from September 15th to the 18th this year. Friday, 4 p.m. to midnight. Saturday, 10 a.m. to midnight. And Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's all taking place in downtown Delphus. Yeah, and on that same weekend, we have the Greater Allen County Blues Society Open Jam at the Lima Elks Lodge, number 54, which takes place on September 15th. That's Saturday night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Lima Elks Lodge up on North Street. So check that out for a great event. Also on that same weekend, busy weekend in September, the Encore Theater presenting Disney's 101 Dalmatians Kids by McDonald's Youth Theater. That'll be running September 16th through September 18th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's multiple times that you can catch that show. So head over to the Encore Theater and get some tickets and support our local theater. Yeah, me and my family already have our tickets. I don't know if Oliver will make his first venture to live theater. I don't know if it's appropriate to take a one-year-old, but uh, he might just make it. So we'll see about that. This next event, I can't believe it's already time that we can announce this, but the Haunted Town Hall in Lafayette opens September 17th, and it'll run all the way to October 29th. And they're open from 7.30 to midnight, but uh, there'll be a lot of other haunted attractions in this area opening up soon. And that really, for me, kind of indicates that fall is here because when you can go out and stand in line and get scared. uh, Stand in line for hours. Yeah, typically it's getting colder. We've got football in full effect at that time and we've really hit fall. So look forward to that one. September 17th and 18th event is the Apple Festival over at Johnny Appleseed Park. That's over on Rosh Road. And that will take place from 12 to 6 on both September 17th and the 18th. Always a good time out there at the Apple Festival. So if you have not checked that out before, do it this year. And if you needed another event on September 17th, we've got even more. We've got a few more for you. But the Laurel Oaks Hobby and Harvest Craft Fair takes place on that Saturday, September 17th as well. The time for that one is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. out at Laurel Oaks in Elida. A really nice event as well. Yes, I live over in Elida and it's always a very popular event. Lots of great fall crafts and local vendors out there. So it's always a fun time. Also on September 17th, Safety City Open House. So if you're interested in learning more about Safety City, that's 700 South Collet, your downtown Lima, near downtown. So if you're interested to see more about Safety City, please go to the Open House. Yeah, and my last event for September 17th is my favorite one because it's Activate Allen Counties. <laughs> you might have heard about it a little bit on the radio, but our plant swap is being held on Saturday, September 17th, 10 a.m. until 10.30 at the Spring Street Community Garden at the corner of Spring and College Street. The way that this event works is that you're going to bring a good conditioned house plant with you. You're going to give that up for the group. And then you're going to take home another plant that you did not bring with you to that event. You're going to swap out your plant with a new one. You're going to go home with a new variety of house plant that's in healthy condition. And then hopefully then again next year when we have another one of these plant swaps, you can come in, bring another one and go home with a new one. So it's a great way to expand your plant collection, meet some other plant enthusiasts in our area and check out the community gardens here in Lima. So there's no reason to not be busy on September 17th and 18th here in our community is what I'm gathering from that long list of of items there. Yeah, I think from young and old families to you name it, there is something for you that weekend in our region. Yes. And we will move on to the next weekend. We have our community enrichment dinner in the Commodores at Lima Civic Center. That will be September 21st. That will be at 730 again 
at the Civic Center, and that's the annual community enrichment dinner. Yeah, really great event. Next up is the Bluffton Fall Festival 2022, which will be held September 24th. That'll be held at various locations throughout Bluffton and will start at 10 a.m. and last until 4 p.m. So a fun event up in Bluffton. Finally, on September 30th, the Chamber will host the Real American Sunrise. That's at 7.30 a.m. for breakfast at the Civic Center, where you can meet some local businesses and discuss all things business here in the community. Again, that's Real American Sunrise, hosted by our Chamber. Yeah, a great way to wrap up the month and find out what's happening in our communities. We also want to remind everybody out there that if you have been struggling, there is local help. Please call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673, or you can text 741-741 if you're feeling low or if you have been struggling. So don't hesitate to reach out. We want to encourage you to get out, visit some or many of these great events that our region has to offer, be active and have fun. And we just want to thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next month with another great episode for you. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. See ya.